The Fake Show is brought to you by Threads of Envy, the law firm of Hutchison and Stefan, the Craft House Brewery, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com T-shirt designs, and by Mr. Antenna. Now your host, Jim Tofty. Author Jesse Fink has written several books published in over 20 countries and 13 foreign languages, and perhaps his best work is the re-release of Bond the Last Highway, the untold story of Bond Scott and ACDC's Back in Black. There was a lot of mystery surrounding the life and death of the band's first frontman, as I will discuss now with author Jesse Fink. How are you, Jesse? I understand you're calling from Indonesia. How come you're there? Uh, Having a much-needed holiday after two years of being uh, locked down in Sydney and uh, working on another book uh, about a spy in World War II. Oh, fantastic. Oh, I love the whole spy genre thing. That's great. Well, congratulations on updating your book, Bond the Last Highway. I was a big fan. I'm of a certain age where I've seen ACDC, at least the uh, Brian Johnson version. I'm wondering, did you ever see ACDC in any of their uh, their different forms? I, I, I was not uh, fortunate enough to see Bon Scott uh, while he's still alive. I was just a a young boy. Uh, I was about six, seven years old when he died. So I never had that uh, privilege. And, you know, I've had to sort of live vicariously through through other people who saw uh, ACDC with Bon Scott. Um, I've only ever seen ACDC with Brian Johnson. And that was sort of many, many years later and, and certainly not the band at its peak. There are so many great bands that have come out of Australia. Uh, how legendary, where would you put ACDC in terms of all the great bands that have come from your area? Oh, absolutely. Number one, uh, I would uh, definitely put them on top of the list. Uh, you know, the interesting thing is Scotland has sort of tried to claim ACDC as a Scottish band, but um, yeah. they're an Australian band. And I'd put, uh, you know, ACDC... ACDC, NXS, and the Bee Gees into the top three, and probably you know Little River Band into the, to the top four. Right, right, excellent. You know, it's funny too when you see here in America when you see uh, when you go to a store like a Target and they have rock T-shirts. It's either Hendrix, Metallica, or ACDC. Right. What is it about? that band that makes them so legendary, even today, and especially with a younger generation? Yeah, I, I think, you know, Bond's death actually had a lot to do with that. Um, yeah. I think, um, you know, the, the, the four letters in, in the band's name sort of have been given that power, really, through the story of Bond's death. And, and I think the Back in Black album wouldn't have sold as many tens of millions of copies as it has were it not for the fact that, that, that Bond had died. I think it sort of turbocharged the sales of that album. And um, I think, you know, what what is represented in, in the four letters in the band's name really is, you know, rebellion, it's the spirit of Bond Scott, it's the, the sort of the rock and roll outlaw lifestyle. It's a, sort of a way of way of living, a way of being that, you know, a lot of people aspire to but can never really fulfil. And that's why... You know, Bond ends up sort of getting tattooed on people's bodies. Yeah. You know, it's a bit of a cult around Bond Scott. I have the feeling that you, before you wrote this book about him, you were not satisfied with other books about the band, and you wanted to find out more. No, I was very dissatisfied. 
um, that's a, that's an understatement. I, I felt like that you know those books really didn't do enough to kind of give give Bond the respect that he kind of deserved for what he what he achieved over those you know six years that he was with the band. Um, you know he wrote fifty odd fantastic songs with ACDC, and, and, and those songs are uh, sorry those songs are are now really the mainstay of ACDC live show. And they're, they're certainly the best songs that ACDC ever wrote. Those songs have been keeping ACDC going for the past, you know, three and a half decades. Yeah, and you started looking into Bond, Scott. I mean, he's so charismatic on stage, and, you know, his performances, his lyrics, look no further than it's a long way to the top. So what did you learn about the man? Because there was... So much said about him, so many rumors, and and I think you proved some of those uh, rumors wrong. Uh, that he was a far more complex uh, person than, than you would think, and that he had a sort of a completely different life off the stage to the one that he had on it. And I think that uh, he was, you know, struggling with you know who he was, what what his identity really was. He didn't. He sort of. Um, Sort of being consumed by the the onstage persona, and, and this would have you know accounted for you know his heavy drinking and his heavy drug use um, towards the end of his life. You know, there's a bit of a myth around Bon Scott that the only thing that he ever did was drink, and that's just complete nonsense. You know, he was a, he was a drug user. He was into drugs just like many rock musicians of that era. And um, you know, unfortunately, um, he just sort of. Uh, Took too many risks, and, and eventually it sort of came back to um, take his life. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, just remembering that the final toxicology report was when he died in 1980. That it was from alcohol poisoning, but there there was drugs added into this uh, formula. Yes. Yeah, that's right. But I mean, when you say toxicology report, there was actually sort of a death certificate. And uh, that that just said that, that that there was alcohol poisoning. We, we're not really certain what was actually involved in in any toxicology report, and certainly the whole sort of investigation into Bond's death really kind of wrapped up in sort of less than seventy two hours. You know, from the time that his body was found to you know the the, the um, you know the coroner coming down with his findings. So. I think it was it was it was fairly inadequate in that you know I did my own investigation and sort of found that there were more people with Bond that night um, than was ever sort of uh, mentioned in the in the British press at the time, and it sort of puts a different spin on kind of the famous story, which of course is that um, you know Alastair Kinnear uh, was with Bond back in East Dulwich, that uh, Bond was drunk in the car, that he was left in the car. Um, because Alistair couldn't carry him up to his flat. So he put a blanket over him and left him in the car. Now, I spoke to um, a woman who uh, claims that she was also there, and in this edition of the book, I I come up with um, another person who apparently was there, who was her husband, which means that there were possibly two other, even three other uh, people with with Bond Back in East Dulwich, and so that whole story about you know Alistair not being able to carry Bond up to the flat sort of um, should be um, sort of uh, treated uh, and thought of in a, in a different way. When you think that there were you know, m- 
multiple people there who could have carried him up to the flat and we might have had a different sort of outcome. But so, but my personal feeling is that uh, he was already dead in the car. It's interesting to me that writers like yourself who are very uh, detailed in your research and everything else, that you find out more than maybe the local authorities do. It's uh, it's always interesting, isn't it? That, uh... <laughs> no, well, I mean, Scotland Yard was involved. So they were, okay. Complete, it was a complete botch job, you know, and it just wasn't sort of dealt with in a proper way. So... Why is it that, you know, a, uh, a lone Australian writer, 40 years after the fact, <laughs> can actually find someone who says that she was there? You know, it's like, it's ridiculous. It's, it's actually shameful. I think, uh, you know, he deserved a lot better. And I think, uh, you know, it was incumbent upon me as someone who really kind of respected what he did for the band, you know, to, to kind of write the true story and get it out there because there's just so much rubbish written about Bob Scott and uh, and what happened that night, and I wanted to sort of correct it for the record. And interestingly enough, long-time ACDC fans on social media who have some of these long-held beliefs about Bon Scott, did you upset the apple cart a little bit, so to speak, with, with the truth? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, you know, there was a the program recently aired in Australia where the Bon Scott estate and, and the remaining... One of the remaining uh, brothers who, was, who are alive of, of Bon Scott appeared on camera for the first time and kind of it was a way, really, uh, I guess, of, of them sort of reclaiming the narrative that, uh, you know, I had overtaken with my book. And, uh, and certainly their narrative is very different to mine, and uh, but I think mine's more honest. And, uh, you know, in that program, we saw no discussions whatsoever about, you know, Bond's drug use or any sort of question of him using heroin or anything like that. And, and it's it's about time someone sort of made a, a very honest documentary about uh, Bond Scott. It's fascinating. And, uh, and as you mentioned, Back in Black, it came out not too long after Bond had died. We're to assume, aren't we, that his notebooks and things were found because we we have... Bon Scott all over that album, don't we? Yeah, and I think you know, you know anyone can listen to that album and, and just know that there's something slightly different with Back in Black compared to the albums that came after it. And why is that? And that's because I think you know Bond's lyrics ended up on Back in Black. I'm not saying that all of the lyrics on Back in Black were were Bond, but I you know we've we've had a couple of you know bits of inter- interesting information that have come out. You know, that is that, you know, Angus Young has admitted on a couple of occasions that some of Bond's lyrics were on the album. And, uh, you know, many years ago, about 15 years ago, 17 years ago, um, one of the members of Bond Scott's family actually said that uh, the family received royalties for Back in Black. So, you know, there's there's a sort of an interesting jigsaw puzzle around, you know, the whole issue of the, of the lyrics on that album. And uh, I've done my best to kind of uh, piece it all together for, for fans and, and readers and people who are interested in Bon Scott to make up their own mind what really happened. Are there fans who re- just didn't continue with the band once Brian Johnson took over as lead singer? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, I run, a, I run a, a Facebook group called Bon Scott Forum. We've got about 20,000 people on that page and you know, the interesting thing is that, you know, all those people, you know, really love Bon Scott era ACDC, and they sort of certainly regard ACDC of that era as a very different band. However, they, they still have time for the, you know, the current incarnation of the band. And 
as I do too. You know, it's, ACDC is, is, you know, it's still a great band. We're not taking anything away from them by, you know, me writing this book. But we're just celebrating the, the band at its peak, and that was certainly the Bon Scott era. That peak was a long time ago. Will there be more ACDC in 2022? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 2020, 2022, perhaps, you know, a bit, uh, you know, a bit premature, but, you know, I'm, I'm expecting there'll be, you know, at least one last world tour, you know, maybe when this whole COVID situation sort of, you know, gets to uh, a point where we can all travel freely again. Yeah, see, now I thought you were laughing because you were going to say, don't be ridiculous, they're done. <laughs> no, no, I think, you know, they could they could easily make a billion dollars one last world through it. So I think, you know, they'll be out there. Yeah, no doubt. Well, Jesse Fink's uh, excellent updated Bond Scott book, Bond, The Last Highway. You can get it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and jessefinkbooks.com. Great to talk to you in Indonesia. A lot of interesting uh, information in this book, that's for sure. I do appreciate it. Thanks so much. Great to talk to you, and uh, love to visit Las Vegas one day. One Last World Tour, that would be pretty great. And no matter what version of the band you listen to, uh, for many fans, it could be both versions this book is really a great read that finishes this episode of the fake show podcast thanks for listening i'm jim tofty i'll see you next time listen to the fake show anywhere on soundcloud stitcher itunes and the fake show.com yeah, yeah, yeah.